0: Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Father God, I thank you for everyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you would reveal to everyone listening how much you truly love each and every one of them. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen this is proverb one beginning in verse one
1: the proverbs of solomon the son of david king of israel to know wisdom and instruction to perceive the words of understanding to receive the instruction of wisdom justice judgment and equity
0: to give prudence to the simple to the young man knowledge and discretion a wise man will hear and increase learning and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel, to understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles.
1: The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. My son, hear the instruction of your father, and do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and chains about your neck.
0: My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie in wait to shed blood. Let us lurk secretly for the innocent without cause. Let us swallow them alive like Sheol and whole like those who go down to the pit.
1: We shall find all kinds of precious possessions. We shall fill our houses with spoil. Cast in your lot among us. Let us all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Keep your foot from their path.
0: For their feet run to evil, and they make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird. But they lie in wait for their own blood. They lurk secretly for their own lives.
1: So are the ways of everyone who is greedy for gain. It takes away the life of its owners. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses. At the openings of the gates in the city, she speaks her words.
0: How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? For scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge. Turn at my rebuke. Surely I will pour out my spirit on you. I will make my words known to you. Because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no one regarded.
1: Because you disdained all my counsel and would have none of my rebuke, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your terror comes, when your terror comes like a storm, and your destruction comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you.
0: Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. They would have none of my counsel, and despised my every rebuke.
1: Therefore they shall eat the fruit of their own way and be filled to the fool with their own fancies. For the turning away of the simple will slay them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will dwell safely and will be secure without fear of evil. Today, Bill... Which scripture seemed to speak the most to you in this proverb?
0: Well, I like that last verse. And, you know, this podcast basically talks about wisdom. And that is what chapter one is. It's the introduction to the entire book of Proverbs. But verse 33 says, But whoever listens to me, meaning wisdom, will dwell safely and will be secure without fear. Of evil. I just think that's such a wonderful promise. And if people don't have wisdom, the book of James tells us to ask God for it and he will give it to us. So wisdom is something that is precious in God's sight. It's something he wants everyone to have.
1: True. And I also like the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And that kind of fits in with this last verse that if you listen and you ask the Lord for wisdom that he will that you will dwell safely and be secure without fear of evil. This is a special broadcast today the first day of 2024 and I would just like to say a happy new year to everyone wishing you the best this year and a and a year filled with God's peace, his love, the security of knowing him and bill what would you have to say about going forward into 2024?
0: Well, you know, what I want to do is not look at myself, but think about the listening audience. First of all, I'd like to thank everyone who has been with me over this journey the last two years. Um, I'm starting, this is actually my 22nd month, so um, we're going strong. I feel the Lord is continuing to To lead me and guide me in this podcast. And what I'd like to do is say five blessings over people today and my desire for everyone listening. The first one is all people receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And the verse that goes with that is 2 Peter 3, 9, and it says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Everyone includes everyone listening today. God wants each person to come to the knowledge of Jesus and invite him into their heart. Any thoughts on that, hon?
1: Well, I feel the Lord has given me two words. I was going to say this later, but it fits in right here. He's given me two words for this year, for 2024, and they are, be ready, be ready. And that's one thing when he said, you know, he wishes that all would uh, know God. If you look in Matthew 24, 42 through 44, it says, watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. And that, I I just asked the Lord the other day, I said, what would you, because we were talking about what we were going to talk about on this uh, first day of the year, I said, Lord, what, what would you say for 2024? And I just, those two words popped into my spirit: be ready.
0: Wow, that's so good. And you know, we we don't know when He's going to come. And people talk about Him returning any day. You know, the world's a mess. A lot of things going on. You know, the war. And, you know, Israel and what's going on in uh, in the Ukraine. But we should be thankful in America because we're still at peace. But what I'd like to do is go over my second one, and this is so vitally important, that all people listening to this podcast have a desire to have an intimate relationship with God and also his son Jesus. And we'll go to Gospel of John, chapter 17, verse 3. Now, we all know chapter 3 of John, that we, we have to be born again. And if we are born again, we have eternal life. But verse 3 of chapter 17 defines eternal life for us. So what is it God has in store for us? And it says, and this is eternal life that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. And friends, that is God's greatest desire for every one of us, is to have an intimate relationship with him. Your thoughts on that?
1: The second thing you said about all people desire to have an intimate relationship with God, with Jesus, fits in exactly with the be ready thing that we need to have that intimate relationship in order to be ready for him and his appearing. And um, that's that's what we need to do. We need to be courageous. We need to not compromise. We need to run to that tower of strength, the strong tower, which is God. It says in Proverbs 18.10, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are saved. And If we don't have an intimate relationship with him, we won't call on that name of the Lord, and we won't run into that tower.
0: That's good. And, you know, my third point, I'm going to speak to the married couples listening today. And my third point is that every marriage is strengthened this year and stronger than it's ever been. And my passage of scripture for that, we go all the way back to the book of Genesis in chapter 2 beginning in verse 21, and it says, And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Your thoughts on that,
1: Hunt? Well, from the very beginning, we see that God created man, and he created woman. And he intended for that to be the relationship that would be the primary relationship between a man and a woman, a man and wife. And uh, our society is going downhill on that, and it's not right. It's not the way God designed it or wanted it to be. So I think it's very clear in Genesis what God's intent is.
0: It is. And, you know, my fourth point is I'm going to speak directly to the men, and I pray that men would be the spiritual leaders in their household. And that is found in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, beginning in verse 25. And it says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church, and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she should be holy and without blemish." And I think that's something that's sorely lacking in much of society today is the women tend to be the spiritual leaders. A lot of times they lead the children in the household, and I believe I want and desire that men should take up their rightful place. Your thoughts on that, hon?
1: Well, we can, we can see examples of that in people that we know. When the father is strong, the whole family is stronger. And when their relationship with God is a priority and they commit to taking the children to church and living a life that exemplifies how God would have them live, it just makes everything make sense more and, and everything falls into place better. So it, it is true that, that it's definitely better if the man can be the spiritual leader of the house.
0: Yeah, that's true. And it's so vitally important. And, you know, I think you just hit it on the head. Whenever you see a godly family and the man is leading them, there's just something about that picture that you just know it's right.
1: Uh, yes. And you, I feel that way about my son in law. I feel like that he is leading the family that way. And it is such a blessing to see that because the children automatically every time we sit down to eat they automatically say the prayer or sing the prayer we sing it at night we always sing something before we go to bed prayer is just an important part and it's just something they're so accustomed to doing but um that takes not only the dad being the leader but the mom and dad being on the same page and both of them working together to lead the children it's very important
0: it really is and my fifth one and, and every one of these, I, you know, I don't really know that one's any more important than the other, but my fifth one is I pray that everyone would become more and more like Jesus. In the Gospel of John chapter 13, my text is verses 34 and 35, and it says, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, you will know that you are my disciples. You have love one for another. And I just think if we are more like Jesus, we will learn to love everybody. And friends, the, you know, these are not just people who are, think the same way you do. We have to have mercy. We have to have compassion for those people who don't know Jesus. Jesus would do that, and a lot of times the simple question is, what would Jesus do in this situation? You think about when he spoke to the woman caught in adultery. He had compassion on her when he talked to the woman who had had the issue of blood for 12 years, when he rose the little girl from the dead, when he healed Jairus' daughter. You know, he just had such compassion, and I really like the Gospel of Matthew where it says on three or four separate occasions, and all who came to him were made well, and he healed them all. Mm -hmm. That is who Jesus was, and that is why we should do everything we can to emulate him. Hun, we just have a few minutes left. What I'd like for you is just to speak to the audience. What is God speaking to you for the coming year? What would you like to share with the audience?
1: Well, when I felt like the Lord dropped into my spirit, be ready. um, That can be kind of scary. You know, you think, ooh, what's going to happen? Well, I do think that 2024 could be a very rocky year. But I think that because we're Christians, because we call in the name of the Lord, that he's our strong tower, we don't need to fear. In fact, it says, do not fear. We we can't live in fear. If we're living in fear, we're not living in faith. Right now, I am reading the book of Joshua. And in Joshua, he's now the leader. Moses has died, and he's the leader. Well, they went out to one battle. They did the Battle of Jericho, and they were successful. But then the second battle, they were not. And he was um, went before the Lord and said, why did this happen? And the Lord told him that something had happened. There was sin in the camp. And because of that, the whole nation suffered because of that. And I think that, you know, we live in America. We know that there is sin in our camp. Sometimes we're going to be receive things and judgments on our country that we did not want to or agree with. But I think the thing that we need to think about is that God is taking care of us because we are covered by the blood of Jesus. And we need to be confident. We need to be courageous. We need to be bold. We need to not compromise. Maybe think of the three C's, confident, courageous, and don't compromise because, um, to be complicit, that's another C, to be complicit, that means that you are in agreement, that you are going along with things. So we have to be bold and stand up and not be complicit with what's going on um, that's not right around us. And we, we know that as Christians, but sometimes we either are in fear or a little lazy or stick our heads in the sand. And this year doesn't call for that. This year's calls for being bold and to be ready and to be confident, courageous, and don't compromise. So I I would like to say to anyone out there that if you are not in the fold yet, I would like to invite you to come in, to be a part of this, to have that strong tower to run to. And I would just say for you to say a simple prayer, Dear Lord, I want to thank you, God, for sending Jesus to earth, and thank you that he died on the cross for me, If I'd been the only one, he would have died for me. Thank you, Lord, for for his salvation. And I come to you, ask forgiveness of my sins, and I ask that you help me from this day forward to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Wow, that's so good, Hen. And, uh, you know, if there's anyone that said that prayer, I'd like to welcome you into the family of God. You know, the Bible tells us that when one soul gives their heart to Jesus, the Angels in heaven rejoice. So right now, people are doing that. I love that movie, A Wonderful Life, and when Clarence gets his wings at the end. It's such a good movie, and, you know, there's so much to be said. You know, when Jesus gave that example, and he said he'd leave the 99 to go after the one lost sheep, and friends, every single soul is important to God. So uh, tomorrow is Testimony Day. I invite everyone to come back and join me as we further explore wisdom today. Happy New Year to everyone listening. God bless you all. See you tomorrow.